0: welcome to Home Dad Chat brought to you by the National At Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. We are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dads. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: I don't want much i even love handmade crafts made of macaroni come on now you should know me times i might eat too much no worry about my weight got the dad bar rocking on me sketches on my feet cargo shorts look good on me
0: i'm a dad that's what i do hey everybody well i'm back i'm back <laughs> i know it's been two <laughs> weeks and i'm back I'm, I'm really excited to be back though i i did my best you I did, did my best. Hey everybody!
1: Hey, hey everybody!
0: Welcome back. I just, it just doesn't. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's all good. You were, it was good, man. I the the yeah, guests I had that you had on and everything, and just the way that you did your promos, it was awesome. It it all worked out really well, and sending it over to me to. You know, put the final touches on it and get it published. That everything worked very smoothly, which made me feel good for like times when I need to step away and deal with yeah. all the crazy work stuff or whatever. So I got
1: you, man. I got yeah. you. I can go-
0: talk for
1: hours. He's I don't even a need a guest.
0: You you don't no, you really don't. <laughs> Just sit here and talk. That's okay. That's okay too. Like,
1: what Listen, is he talking about now? Oh, I don't know, man. He rabbit trailed a few minutes ago and you <laughs> know where he is. But did you know that mouth guards were thought to you to keep you from getting a concussion? Oh, I mean, it would
0: be something like that. It would it would definitely
1: it'd be. Wait, why are you? What were we talking about? Oh, I don't know. I I think someone forgot
0: to tell uh, Jamar Chase that on on Sunday because uh, he definitely caught a football with his mouth guard in his hand at the same time while running down the field. And I was like, wait, isn't that supposed to be in your mouth? I don't know. (laughs) he like dropped it as he was like catching the football and i'm just like yeah that's not gonna feel good
1: (laughs) it's i don't even remember how that came up i was using it as a random thing but there was something i read recently that people for the longest time thought you really wore a mouth guard to protect you from getting a concussion if you get hit in the chin or in the face so that it dampens the amount of damage you get um whereas i always thought it's to keep my teeth in my mouth you
0: know, <laughs> well, I mean there's definitely I'd say there's someone's definitely part of going that.
1: to hit me in the face Yeah.
0: well I mean if you think yeah. about it I guess that makes sense uh, if you're a boxer and you're wearing a mouth guard you get an uppercut mm-hmm. or a shot to like the jaw like having that mouth guard in there is definitely probably going to keep you from concussing versus you know I mean like you get in the head or something that's a little different evidently
1: it's not true huh that's okay. what I'm saying. I I read that that's what it was believed for a long time, and that that's not actually a belief. And I'm like, I never heard that belief. But again, okay. I've never been a boxer or, you know, never played hockey. We talked about it earlier. We did. And everything that I've that. done, it was always just for
0: your teeth. So, yeah. anyway, you know, but again, well,
1: but that's the kind of thing that I would talk to myself
0: about if I was the only sure. person on the podcast. So, and since you mentioned the hockey thing, I will just put this little bit in there. We were talking about what took place during <laughs> during a hockey game uh, on the twenty seventh of November between two brothers. Uh, so that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, but these two brothers were on opposite teams, so you kind of understand. Go watch the clip. Uh, I'll make sure I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes actually because uh it's it's great, especially the reactions <laughs> from the dad and the grandpa and the grandma <laughs> that are there watching these two boys that they've seen grow up do what they do mm-hmm. uh but no man you had some great guests uh i really enjoyed uh editing and listening to the shows all the way through i mean i normally do when i edit most of the times um but they were great especially um you know your first guest you had on which was uh peter right pete pete pete, yeah, pete armstrong yeah. yeah his talk on um you know just dealing coping with Stressful situations during the holidays mm-hmm. um, was great to listen to, especially especially right for before. last
1: minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. Hey, man, uh, it was. Great. I got a
0: fever. Can you
1: get a guest? uh I know. Uh, sure. Let me find a. Actually, Pete was the first person I asked because we just yeah. talked, I, no, and that... I wanted to get him in for it. So go ahead. I'm,
0: I'm glad because I felt like trash that day, so yeah. that was not fun. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you had Keith on. And I mean, i tell you, I really enjoyed listening. Like I knew Keith was a zookeeper, but to hear sort of like the background behind kind of how that all happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, in the middle of editing, like went out in the, to the living room and Corey was out there doing some work. And I was like, listen to this, like, you know, Keith did, was doing this and I was like, and this is how he got into it. And the fact that he stated that he wanted to do marine biology and then like did some research and realized like, that maybe isn't the lane to go down and then started looking into zoology and zookeeping. Um, Mm -hmm. For, for me, I was like, this is awesome because that's what Hezekiah always says he wants to do is he wants to be a Marine biologist. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but he's really good at talking like someone else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, from his mom. I sure. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But yeah. But no, but it's so like he knows his stuff, and mm-hmm. to be somebody that could present, um, you know that kind of style. And two, the other thing, you know, we both said was like we're in a prime location for him to basically, you know, start doing some things at the at the Cincinnati Zoo um, mm-hmm. when he gets a little bit older. We've we've talked with some of the younger um, staff members during the summer that are there, and I think you have to be fourteen, I, I believe, is when you can start working there. Um, And just being a person who's like in an exhibit and being able to like, you know, kind of spew different pieces of information out if guests ask and that kind of thing. And and Hezekiah, he was one of those kids. He just stood there right beside the guy and that the kid and just asked him all kinds of questions and really just grilled Mm -hmm. him. it was great and he was like, you know you really you ought to think about doing this when you get older I was just like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to hear you say to my child that's perfect yeah. <laughs> and he and he will try it later
1: And yes it's really an interesting I, I really like talking to Keith too because of what well, he started when he was like when he was eight with mm-hmm. uh you know pigs and and cows and I'm like I'm I don't know Keith that well right but when i look at him he looks like a gq guy that that drinks a lot of expensive coffee you know i mean he just does <laughs> i just and i don't mean that in a negative it's all well, good no it's kind of negative yeah it's nothing no i'm kidding um <laughs> keith you know i love you but the back he doesn't <laughs> look like a farmer right he, he just never looked to me like a farmer and i don't, I don't mean mean that, so, know Most he's
0: tall and lanky i mean he's kind of got that yeah, to be, a... be a ball player. That doesn't mean
1: a fin, <laughs> I know, no. just farmer, kidding.
0: you know. I know. I know. Um, and to
1: see, him. to think of him like taking a slapstick to a pig and taking it, getting it into the. And I'm like, I I just, this blows my mind. I yeah. mean, the, the tiger thing was enough, but wait, you've been doing this <laughs> since you were a child?
0: Dude, the flea and, bath thing was hilarious, um,
1: by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine taking a tiger I, I told, and, and forcibly I, I never, sticking
0: it into a. That was the other thing I told Corey. I said I was like, so they talked about how these they flea bath these tigers, and I was like, you know, I was like, uh, it's one of those deals where uh, I don't, I don't typically. <laughs> I, I don't typically hear Danny like cuss too much on the podcast, but like the oh. first words out of his mouth were like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, "Yep." That <laughs> I was like, "That was my first words too."
1: <laughs> I just I can't imagine what yeah. and, and but again at that time when it first came out that was probably like, "Oh, look at the new technology we have! Right? We can now give them a flea bath. This is amazing." This yeah, is- no kidding. It's a little dangerous. I'm like, "This is a a death machine. Yeah. This creature." Is a an apex predator. Yeah. I mean, it just and it doesn't care. It's like your house cat, who really gives <laughs> no craps. It will do whatever it wants to do, right? Yeah. But it's nine hundred pounds or something, and it can leap over. Like a, an elephant. I mean, it's just it's just like, what in the world? It's time for your forceful baptism. <laughs> yep.
0: Well, thank you.
1: And it's not even just water, it's just chemicals. It's a flea dip. That's, that's oh, the worst idea I could imagine. Oh. I, I get it. I get it. But again, I'm I'm glad I was not a zookeeper at that time. And and I'm definitely not cut out to to give yeah. giant death machines flea baths. That's uh uh-uh.
0: But it was, but, so it was very, it was a very entertaining podcast episode. Oh, well, good! I'm to. glad you liked listening yeah. to it. Definitely. Definitely, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, and Keith's a really fun guy, and he is. He he does really well when it comes to like you're saying, like his presentation on things. Like mm-hmm. he's really good. He's a and presenter, I, and that's and that's what you know. I think a lot of members, if they don't know him, are going to see over the next year with him coming in and. Doing different aspects of, you know, presidency. JHG was very similar. He liked to do that kind of stuff, but I think you're going to see that maybe just a tick higher scale um, with just the way that Keith brings that in Mm -hmm. to things. So uh, I'm very excited for that. And also, too, like, that's great. Like, I'd rather go up. I'd rather see the organization and it's presentations of people and, and topics go upwards than go downwards when there's a changing of the guards. Mm-hmm. So that's really yeah. exciting.
1: Keith's got a defined um, trajectory for where he wants to go and where he wants the organization to go. And it's really, it it's not like apples and oranges, so to speak when it comes from to, yeah. compared to JHGs or anything like that, but it's just a new energy to it and, and, mm-hmm. and, and that freshness of it all. Um, he's, I actually have, uh, I have to slow Keith down. <laughs> I just do. He's, he's got so many, he's got so much energy and so much enthusiasm and he's so professional Yeah, about it all. And he does things only, like, Hey, man, i get my home. He's a good could juggler. You, he's could he's we a... just a week. Could we just give me a week to kind of, <laughs> grease the wheels here or, or, you know, get everybody ready for this change or whatever's going on. Um, And it's not been any, he's not made any big changes or anything like like that, but it's just a different way of doing it. And when you're looking at an all volunteer organization of, of people that all have a full-time job, and this is their side that they're doing. Yeah, um, y- y- it's difficult to keep up with big changes sometimes. So I, I will um,
0: say though, people seem to be doing a really good job, like matching a lot of his energy. Yeah, uh, as far absolutely. as things go, I mean, I know you know him taking over Home Dad Con in Milwaukee last year and and running with that with Greg and and doing those things. Like there mm-hmm. was definitely like this smooth operation going on and then coming out of that and going right into st louis it's like there there really wasn't a breath like Mm -mm. it it was like an immediate we're going into this and it wasn't anything of like oh my god we got to do this it was just like all right this just feels normal to just continue the conversation we've already got grease on the wheels let's let's just keep the train moving down the track and Mm -hmm. Um, it's been really impressive to just kind of see how all those different things are being implemented. so mm-hmm. yeah it was it's it's great uh that we have that and I'm like I said, I'm really excited for for the next year and uh it seems like we've got lots of interest from things outside coming in uh, you know knocking on the door for mm-hmm. you know getting involved it's, with the organization for things too. it's
1: because of a concerted effort over the last year or two or three of mm. people that have been the, the chair that are building momentum. Mm-hmm. And that's really, if you're running an annual convention and we're going to be running this every year, we might as well get those things set up. I mean, if we could do it in the same city every year, well, we'd be golden. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be so easy to get long-term contracts with people. And, you know, even yeah. with just a hotel say, Hey, we're going to be, we're going to bring our convention to say, St. Louis, every year for the next five years, we'd like a, a better discount. Yeah. You know, we like, we are a nonprofit, so we want to see where we can, if we give you a five year contract, we'll be there every year. Can we knock off whatever amount of money, right? And that momentum, though, still transfers when you're looking at the development of the committees, you know, right. the, com- the planning committee and making it an actual, like, like you have and, I, I don't know how you inherited it, to be honest, but being more of an actual formed professional, almost committee doing, doing a thing, like you said, other mm-hmm. rather than, Hey, this year, who's going to do it. Right. You know, and that's yeah. for the longest time. I mean, it's it's 27 years. Right. So yeah, it's, yeah. You know, we, we were just a bunch of volunteers just hanging out and saying, Hey, you want to have a convention? And now it's literally the career development professional convention that we wanted it to be for years. And we've just had to slowly turn that cruise ship. You know? Right. Well, I that think did, we, I think we've so been able excited. to, I think over the
0: past few years, we've been able to really get volunteers that have the know-how and the background yes. to be able to come alongside and not say like, Hey, I'm going to take this over, but Hey, like, let me just impart some knowledge, wisdom, insight into some things like, I don't want reins. Please don't hand them to me. You're fine holding on to them. I have no problem, you know, passing you notes and letting you know this, that, and the other. And I think that that's the other thing is like, you have somebody who's super passionate. Like I want to do this. Like, you know, when I took Cincinnati, I was like, I want to do this so bad. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to, you know, lean on different guys. Like, I mean, Brian Frampton and I talked, uh, Gerard and I talked, uh, you know, there were like all these different guys who it was like, all right, like, you know tell me what you know um, and then also too there were guys who from the the past conventions that you know I could reach out to as well and and ask them stuff too so that was it was this kind of a, a concerted effort to get all the information I could to be able to do that and i think that that's what we're seeing now is this like you know yeah fine we got people on the ground that are doing this oh i have this bit of thing like i'd love to be able to you know tell you about this or give you this piece of insight so i think Mm -hmm. those are the those are the things like i think a lot of times when you know we talk about hey we need we need volunteers to step up and do things like it could be as simple as let me just (laughs) let me just give you this like bit of you know thing that i learned from when i did this you know to help you out in in this Mm -hmm. area like i'm not asking to be on the committee or anything like that um but i i do have this bit of knowledge that i can impart so um, hopefully, that's something that maybe somebody that will spark something in somebody listening to this and be like, "Oh, yeah, like I could pass that on," because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's important. I think some people real they don't realize that they maybe are holding on to that like mm-hmm. that, that knowledge.
1: Well, and and you don't recognize well. Sometimes we do, of course, know what we know. You we know, well, if you want to know about this? I'll tell you all about this. But realistically, the experiences that we have in different areas of it, um, Joshua Burnson our AV, AV guy for last year and our yeah. AV guy for this year. We're going to make him official because, oh my God, he did such a good job. Yeah, But just looking out and going, we need somebody to run AV. And again, five years ago, it was that. That's what it was. Uh, who can do it? Uh, why don't you do it? And it wasn't really a, we didn't have the time. We didn't have the setup or the framework. Or, and we logistically couldn't do that. And we really couldn't even do it up until when in the last three months, four months, in my opinion, Um, we had our volunteer coordinator for, you know, a a great position, but we didn't know what to do with them. We didn't know, we didn't do anything with them. We was like, okay, you're a volunteer coordinator. Uh, Here's all the people that want to volunteer. Oh man, that's just not what, (laughs) that's just not what we needed. And um, what we've done over the last year, especially, which is I'm just because what I'm most familiar with, um, but as simple as getting a schedule for the convention. I've wanted, I want an app. I want a home dad con app, but I mm. don't know how to make that happen. And I'm not going to pay for it basically. <laughs> so, but we came into the convention this year with all of the events of both of the pre-convention and the actual convention speakers on a Google calendar, shared it to all the members that wanted it. Right. And basically just said, here, here's the calendar. And beyond that, Keith had already set up a schedule for the day-to-day of where everybody needs to be and yep. where we have needs of people. And it was fantastic. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is what I would expect from yeah. a professional convention. And we're oh, not professionals, you know, no, but, but we're, we're doing but, these things. It's, exactly. it's really exciting. It's yeah. it's just years of work. Definitely. I think, just well, kind of like paying off. And I
0: want to point one thing out too, just because I want to make sure that this person's not left out in the conversation of AV. And that's the fact that, uh, Frank Kuyper was a huge asset Mm -hmm. as AV for, for quite a few years. And, uh, whether it was that he really enjoyed doing it, or if it was something that he felt just like, there's a hole, like, I'm just going to get in here. He did it. And, um, he's, he's a big part of what made, um, when I got in there, Orlando and, um, uh, Minneapolis and Cincinnati really kind of tick. Um, cause it was, you know, like Josh just kind of came in here recently, which, and he's doing awesome. We picking it up or whatever mm-hmm. with, you know, where, where we needed him. Um, but, uh, I really am, uh, appreciative of the things that, that Frank did. And he, mm-hmm. he did a great job of, uh, really keeping track of a lot of the equipment, Um, Mm -hmm. which was huge because we really didn't have like an inventory list of any kind of thing. And so, uh, between Frank and Matt, uh, strain the, the two of them, like they really worked to kind of get that set up. So it's like, all right, we know what we have. And then also too, like sometimes things, they age out. And uh, especially when it comes to microphones that are on the wrong frequency, um, you know, Frank did the time to research and realize like, oh, like we legally can't use this. Like we have to mm-hmm. upgrade. And, you know, it's that kind of thing that also helps keep us out of trouble as a mm-hmm. non-professional group of people running a professional um, convention type of deal. So um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of put that out there that, I, you know, Frank, Frank did a lot as well so he, yeah. I think he gets missed because he's he's been busy doing a lot of other things and hasn't really been uh kind of in the fold for the past couple of years so um but yeah oh,
1: of course yeah and and of course we're not uh leaving anybody behind but it's just who's active right now sure it's kind of who we yeah. can be more you know but I don't want to try to name all the people that got the oh, convention running no. for the last couple of years. It's been <laughs> but and, and that's it though. It's getting to the point where we know who's there and who can do what and who wants to do what. And I love, love, love that throughout when Keith did it, he was, I mean, I could see him watching the people in the the actual uh committee for planning, the planning yeah. committee, and saying, Okay, well this person does this. Would you like to do that? I love doing this. Okay. Well, why don't you be in charge of that? Right. And it's such a simple management or leadership idea. In, in, enabling. It's that, an, it's enabling. That's. Yeah. That's a, and, it, it. and it speaks to your, the things that you're best at. Yeah. And that you enjoy as opposed to, again, and I don't know this is the way it was, but it seems like, you know, back in Raleigh at least. Um, and and from then on that, we just kind of were last minute oh yeah we need this we need this we need that and people would step up and they would do their best job but it would burn them out yep because they didn't really oh, i'll do it but okay i guess i don't get to go to that breakout i wanted to go to or i guess i don't right. get to see the keynote You know I mean and the things that you give up at a convention that i think again we've talked about that previously yeah uh, but, a
0: lot of sacrifice that's for sure
1: yeah it's yeah. like being a dad yeah Crazy. exactly
0: yeah speaking of which you you mentioned the word burnout <laughs> uh mm-hmm. i am uh definitely uh on a burned out path uh um, yes you are i uh i not expect you to be here tonight well no i'm glad i'm here tonight actually <laughs> oh i wanted uh, you to be here I've, right? I've, but no i mean more i guess for me more along the lines of like just life has kind of burnt me out in a lot of ways um especially with kind of this juggling of at-home dad slash working mm-hmm. type of thing um and just everything that that is like it's it's been a lot like and, and it's one of those deals where i came to the realization today i was like oh like i'm burnt out like that's why i feel like trash like and mm-hmm. i finally once i came to that conclusion i mentioned that to Corey through a text message and was just like yep i'm burnt out like i you know, between everything going on with work and other things, like, it's just, there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And I, that's, I just don't feel like it's, it's tiring to put a smile on your face Mm -hmm. when (laughs) you really don't want to. Um, and, and so that's, that's a, that's a big part of, uh, what's going on with me and just trying to, you know, figure things out. I'm coming up on being back in the workforce for a year. And, uh, it, it, I'm, I'm feeling it like it. It's starting to show in some ways, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to be uh, uh, mindful of mm-hmm. of what's going on so that I can verbalize it to people because um, otherwise, it's it's gonna just it's gonna just tear me up. And uh, I, 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 long time ago said I would not hold things in and keep mm-hmm. them to myself. Like it just it does no good yeah. for nobody.
1: Right. and the need for healthy boundaries, yeah, just the ability to look at what you're doing and say, "Well, that's all I can do. And that's I mean for a lot of us, every day that's a different amount. My one hundred percent today is not what I gave, you know, a week ago. hundred percent a week ago was five times what I did today, but yeah. I still gave a hundred percent, and you have to set those healthy boundaries with, especially with your partner. Most especially with your kids, because you have to give them that example. Yeah. And since you're giving them that example, you have to be then doing it to your coworkers or to your superiors, your bosses, whatever you have at work. Yeah, So that everybody understands I I would love to be able to work nine days a week, but I can't. Right. There's only seven. So yeah. something's got to break here. You know, there's no way I can do this. Yeah. Um, so that, I think it's fantastic that you're aware of it. Cause like you said, you have to be able to tell other people. I liken it to cooking. Cause uh, a lot of us are the main cooks for our families. Yep. And if I cook something that my partner or my family do not like, like if it's only one picky eater, different thing. But if they're all like, Ooh, wow, that was uh, too much salt, way too much salt, but they don't say anything. Yeah, I'm just going to keep cooking it that way. Right. And they're going (laughs) to keep cooking overly salted, whatever. Right. And setting that boundary and just saying, I really appreciate that you cooked dad, but it was really too salty for me. And I wonder if maybe there was a way, you know, that I could get that change. Of course, kids are going to be like, Oh dad, it's too salty. But it's the understanding of how to set that healthy boundary with other people in all things and be able to say, not necessarily say no, Cause a lot of us balk at that, you know, I don't want to say no, but just saying, oh, you know, that's either beyond me or the understanding that that's not in my wheelhouse. That's exactly. really not something I'm, I, yep. I don't know how to do that. So I think it's wonderful yeah. that you well, got that yeah. idea and hopefully that you are
0: setting those boundaries with people at work. That's see, and that's the thing at work. Uh, setting up boundaries is uh, definitely something that I've had to uh, lean into more. Uh, Mm -hmm. because um one of the owners he's a great guy but has tons of ideas he shoots from the hip and it's almost like a shoot first ask questions later kind of deal and like right now there's a project that's taking place at the at the brewery and Mm -hmm. great like i'm all for attracting attention to the brewery and doing different things just don't expect me to jump in and be a part of it because i've got enough other things on my plate that I'm trying to do for the brewery that that's not my wheelhouse nor is it actually part of like my quote unquote like job description uh in a way to deal with it and but at the same time like I'm more than willing to you know do what I can but not be at that my main focus and that was the interesting part when this whole thing got started because it was sort of looking like I was going to be doing this as a main focus. And I'm like, I can't I, like without saying I can't, it was like I have all of these other cogs going and all mm-hmm. these plate, all these plates are spinning. And I I need to deal with those. And there's another group of people that can take care of the new project. And if I need to help out in little ways, like I will see what I can do but this is, Mm -hmm. this is not my, (laughs) this is not my monkey, but I'm in the circus. Uh, so (laughs) that's what it comes down to. Um, and that's, and that's been doing pretty well, honestly, because, um, you know, it's one of those deals where it's like, uh, like our social market, social media marketing director came to me today and was like, I have got this idea for like how to like help with this thing. And I'm like, all right, cool. What do you want to, what do you want to do? and she's like, I just need to know like what dates are open in the brewery so that we're not stepping on toes. And then like, all you have to do is basically create the event on Eventbrite. We'll get it pushed out and go from there. And I'm like, perfect. Mm -hmm. Like I can do that. That's, that's totally within the realm of things that I can take care of. Um, and so, you know, that's, and, and, and that will be a way to actually promote what we're doing. So, um, but it's, Taking time to like get those boundaries in place and also to not feel guilty for saying, Hey, I'm not going to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I support yeah. it. And it's not going to be a part of it. <laughs> right.
1: Right. This is more than what I have time, energy, or that I've committed to, right. Which is a big part of it. You know, my job description is not this. We all want to wear multiple hats. We want to volunteer. We want to help out. We want to be willing because it makes us feel like better part of the team, but also the thought of maybe that we get, you know, maybe they'll give me a promotion or maybe I'll, you know, get a pay raise or whatever. You want to be the most helpful person there, but you have to strike that balance between your work life and your home life. Yep. Right. Yep. And if you to.
0: give and if you give too much of yourself in the fashion of like, sure, like I can do all these things and then like you get into it and you're like, oh, gosh, that that's that's a yeah. lot. What do I do now? And then, you know, it kind of gives this weird look from people be like, well, you said that you were going to handle it. And it's like, yeah, but I didn't know. And it's like, all right, like that's where that healthy boundary comes in. You got to mm-hmm. basically say, nope well someone else needs to figure this out or there there's got to be a different way to go about it. So that's, so that's kind of the big thing that's going on. And honestly it, one, it feels good to just even just talk about it uh, too. But the, the other thing is is just that I think that a lot of us dads get into that where we, you know, we see different ways that we can get involved in things or maybe somebody asks us to do something and it's like, yeah, like I would love to do that. However, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm there's a lot going on already. Um, yeah. And so I I can't, and it, you need to be able to say that and not feel guilty about it because there are other people that can step into, you know, those different roles. If you can do it, great. Like that's perfect. Like if that's going to work for you, but you shouldn't be just like, you know, saying yes to appease the masses and stress your family out and yourself mm-hmm. out um, because that is not going to benefit anybody in the long run because, you know, you're going to have negative effects on that. It's going to have negative effects on you. And it's just, it's just a recipe for disaster, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, I think I remember, uh, what was it? Oh, there was, I, I remember my uh, one of my pastors saying one time, like, sometimes you got to say no to say yes.
1: Okay. I forget that one.
0: Um, like saying no to some, saying no to one opportunity to be able to say yes to
1: something something else. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry.
0: Yeah. So like somebody comes and asks you like, Hey, can you do this? And be like, nope, because I need to be able to say yes to my kids, Mm -hmm. my wife, whatever that is type of deal. And,
1: and I think it's important to note or at least to say uh, because what you're running into is a very, very common thing for people that work outside the home. Yeah. And for us, this is is pretty much a new experience for having children that need you and you're used to there being them, them be to being there with them every single day, to being outside the home working six, eight, 10, 12, whatever hours outside the home and the change in the dynamic. And you've talked about this before. Yeah. But A lot of parents, that's where they start. That's where they stay. Um, I think we've talked about it. I think I'm very fortunate that I could have this set up with my my wife and be able to stay home with the kids. It was a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard work, but it's something we really focused on and were able to do. Mm -hmm. Most families aren't. And saying that and, and then looking at this is their daily now is that how do I make that balance? How do I give the commitment that my boss needs so that I can hopefully get a raise so that I can start climbing that ladder and yet maintain what I've got at home? Right. You know, Or, or what I'm developing at home.
0: Well, and I think that that too comes down to like what Keith was talking about in the last episode where, you know, it works with his schedule, the possibilities of him being able to move into... Uh, you know, the things that he wants to do workforce wise. And I think that that along with having conversations with whoever you're in, you're interviewing with, to be able to just basically lay it down and say like, Hey, listen, um, you know, I still need to have certain flexibilities to be able to mm-hmm. take care of my kids or you know my family kind of deal because my wife is still the breadwinner, this is a part-time job type situation for me or whatever. However, that looks like I want to be able to do this job, but I also need to know that you're going to be able to support me in these other aspects or whatever. And right, that's, it's better to have that conversation up front than it is mm-hmm. to try to have it afterwards. Um, because your, per, your employer is going to be like, well, wait a minute. Like, why didn't you tell me that beforehand? Like, I would have been fine with it. Just needed to know. Now I feel kind of like I got slighted type of deal on the whole situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's the Arabic thing. Don't be, don't be intimidated or scared to, to say those things. Um, Especially now, like I feel like the world in the working world has changed so much that you can say, Hey, I'm a parent. Like I need to know what, your stances are from a workforce on families mm-hmm. because right. if there's somebody that's still behind the times on how they're supporting families like that's you gotta weigh that because mm-hmm. that's just gonna that's gonna be an obstacle that you might not be able to maneuver and yeah. that might be something that they need to figure out and you coming in being like i'll be the revolutionary that'll do it no <laughs> do not and <laughs> try to be <laughs> you do not need to be william wallace <laughs> <laughs> in that situation yeah or uh, i was thinking what's the other one from patriot that <laughs> that kind of deal
1: oh <laughs> uh, yeah that mel gibson movie
0: yeah the Where other he one went
1: the... absolutely ham with the hatchet and yes. his kids are when he's like don't watch kids. I'm going to kill everybody. Every, yeah. Like, I'm taking oh, them out. Oh, wow. Okay. Exactly. Uh, okay. My I will wash psycho. the dishes, dad. I <laughs> yeah. will mow the grass. <laughs> yes. I will. A scissors, sir. Yes, sir. Please don't I'm go crazy. I'm taking out
0: the garbage right now. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> yeah.
1: I know but, I've moved away and started a family, but I will come
0: home and mo- take the trash out. Please. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I hear a whistle and I'm immediately like, a, where, where's my dad? <laughs> long
1: time since I've seen that. I don't even think I've seen that whole movie to be honest but um it's been a
0: while yeah 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 so that's yeah so that's that's basically what's uh what's been going on um but i will say that uh aside from all that uh thanksgiving was really nice with the family it was good to go home and and see mom and dad and my siblings and my grandma and just uh spend some time with with them got to do a little clark griswold uh national lampoon christmas vacation lightning lighting stuff with my dad so cool. felt ve- felt very much like it, it was it was just me and dad so uh you know different points like he was on the roof and he's like i think these lights are out and i'm like you come down i'll go up and check it out like i don't need you know 63 year old jew falling off the roof uh come down and so i'd go up and i uh, was checking 63. lights Oh, yeah old people yeah i know right <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyway um had fun just doing lights with him uh yeah he, he was like i typically don't have anybody to help me do these i'm like my brother lives in in town and his kids are old enough that you could call them and have them come over there. Your grandchildren. Like have this is the stuff that I used to do with them. Too? Yeah, exactly. This yeah. is the healthy stuff boundaries, I, dad. Healthy I, boundaries. Yeah. I was like, I used to go over and help grandpa all the time with the lights. Like mm-hmm. I, and I loved it. Like actually mm-hmm. my dad inherited a good portion of the Christmas lights from my grandpa. So Uh, Yeah, actually, I was telling him at one point, I was like, do you have a big wreath in the back that's all lit up? I was like, Grandpa built that, right? And he's like, yeah i'm like are you gonna put that up he's like oh i'm trying to figure that out i'm like well i was it would fit really nice on the front of my house and he was like you're oh. not getting he's like you're not getting grandpa's wreath and i was just like <laughs> there's gonna come a time where you're not gonna be able to do anything with that wreath or any of these lights and uh that thing's coming to my house and probably mm-hmm. gonna go up on my on my uh on the front of my house he was yeah. just, he wasn't happy about that we <laughs> he kind of gruff this and, is <laughs> this is
1: how life this is life is a cycle come on exactly
0: exactly your dad gives it to you so your dad gives <laughs> it to you. yeah you got to you got to pass it on there pops speaking of passing it on so on the way to my parents place uh my daughter was saying that she wanted to learn how to shoot a bow and arrow and mm-hmm. Hezekiah was uh he's starting to kind of get into music a little bit more and stuff and he actually has to listen to like this CD that has like his christmas play stuff on it and i was like man he really needs a cd player And so I went up in the attic and I found my CD player from circa 1997 uh, that worked when I put batteries in it and a CD in it. And so he got the CD player uh, so that he's been able to listen to his songs for school. And I found the the compound bow that I learned how to shoot bow and arrow with for my daughter and still had the practice arrows with it. So... Um, yeah, so I brought that home and my daughter saw it when I got home and she was like, Oh, you brought bow and arrow. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you said you wanted to learn to shoot. She's like, I did. Yes. And so I'm excited to, to do that with her. Cool. Yeah. So that was, that was, you know, I, I tend to grab little things from the house from time to time. Um, I was trying mm-hmm. to find all the stuff for the Atari 2600 that's sitting at our house <laughs> at the house. But all I could find was the actual just console and a couple of games, no joysticks or anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, dang it, I'm not taking this without all the other stuff. And I can't find it yet. So I'm like, I'll just keep mm-hmm. it buried underneath this area. No one else is taking it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just leave it where it's at. Oh, yeah. We grabbed an Etch-A-Sketch, a full size Etch-A-Sketch, too, for the kids that was sitting on a shelf. I was like is coming home with us as well the kids were enjoying playing with it at grandma's this is my tablet this is what i grew up right this and a
1: light bright this
0: is what we had and we liked it that way oh they my grand or my dad actually pulled out the light bright and let the kids play with that too. So we had that going. We yeah. was, it was a nostalgic Thanksgiving. Let's just put it that way.
1: <laughs> as it should be. I mean, we talked previously about, about traditions and about making your own traditions and things like that, but having that ability to go to your dad and, and this is what I did when I was a kid. And, and granted a lot of times our kids are going to want to want to do what we did. I mean, it's not going to be as fun for them. They, it's sure. just the world has changed, but a lot of the stuff, it's so much fun just to watch them. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's your parents playing with your kids, yeah, you know, and and yep. you think, wow, I wish you would have done that with me. Oh no, I'm sorry. That was that was a, that was a bitter
0: moment. I was sorry. That's, oh no, I pointed that, that out smart. to him before too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry. Yeah, because it's like it's ten o'clock. They're like it's time for bed. Oh come on, it's i mm. I'm like what like yeah that's don't right give me that crap <laughs> like well they're a grandpa grandma's house i'm like no mm-hmm. screw that they're like no that's yeah. not how that works yeah oh uh, we had I, that conversation actually uh while we were there as well because they were pulling that card we're like no 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 it's time for them to go to bed right now <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah that that was interesting but it's no all the grandpa right grandpa, Yeah, exactly but my, but my kids too like in the fashion of things that you introduce them to that that you like like music wise we've been very much like introducing them to the things that we listen to mm-hmm. uh, classic rock um, mm-hmm. you know stuff from the 90s and the 2000s and that kind of stuff hezekiah told me the other day that his uh his favorite artist right now is michael jackson and i'm like oh you're so cool like that's great like he really does like enjoy listening to michael jackson songs when they come on and was an incredible artist So yeah, yeah. exactly and so just stuff like that or he they love the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtracks cuz mm-hmm. there's all kinds of awesome music on there. So they've gotten into that and that's the fun stuff. Like when like when we were actually home too, um we met up with uh, a good buddy of mine from high school who uh he runs a podcast um where he talks to people about music and uh he's brought on different people and stuff like that. And we were kicking around the idea of doing a podcast where we just talk about like how parents introduce their kids to music. What's mm-hmm. that look like? And uh we <clears throat> we're still working on it because we were gonna meet up and then things didn't work out. But it was just fun to sit in this like really cool like cocktail bar that would I would have never had expected would ever come into my like neck of the woods back home. Um, and just sit there and we drank old fashions and chatted about, you know, what that would look like. But he's right. started to you know take his one of his kids to concerts that he likes to go to and now mm-hmm. his son has really gotten into it with different oh, areas cool. and so it's just kind of neat to see the two of them bonding in that sort of fashion and i think that's what's really important you know it's like all right like how you know is there a way for me to connect with my kid like that is that something that they would you know be interested in and then not going over the top on like oh my gosh like this is so great but just like play along and you know, just enjoy the moment. Cause I think sometimes parents maybe take it a little bit like this is like, let's do this and this. And it's like, let it, let it develop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't don't push the envelope too much.
1: There's so much that you have to teach your child. So much that you have to be responsible for, for teaching your child and finding your joy in that. Right. And finding your, your way, where you can share what you love. A lot of, uh, the new new dads we hear they're talking about i don't know what to do i'm bored or i'm burnt out i just sit here at home all day with this crying baby Mm -hmm. you know um and whatever it is take them to do what you love yep exactly let them see it no maybe they don't want to do it maybe they don't want like my kids don't want to watch my favorite movie fine that's that's fine they can sit there and be quiet anyway no um but you can (laughs) can go play off on the corner it's fine right there under a tree. That's it in the rain. No, you don't love my movie. It's the best movie ever, you know, but having that ability to share your joy and your hobbies, because that's something they have to learn too. And right. then, and this is, it's happened with, and we're talking about music this specifically happened with my oldest, where he has his own music. And we're driving on a road trip, and we think we're going to Milwaukee or whatever. And I said, "What are you listening to?" Because he's got his headphones, and I'm like, "Why don't you just play it on the car speakers?" And I'm fine with it. And he's like, "I don't think you'll you'll like it." And I said, "Now it's possible. There there are music, there are songs, there are people I don't like to listen to. Yes. However, if you like it, I don't mind listening." Right. And I'm not a great I'm not an aficionado of music in any way. Uh, I can barely remember band names. So, yeah, let's just put it on. Right. And Let me peek
0: behind the curtain so, and
1: see what's going right. on. <laughs> and just and they, it was not my favorite music, sure. but it's I think three different songs I picked up on that, you know, like hour long trip that I love and that are in my playlist now. And nice. and I'm like, yeah, I, I, thanks for sharing that with me. And that he's sharing his music and his hobbies and his, uh, the 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 the, the ways that he does things is because I shared mine with him, yeah. Or just exposed him. You know, we're driving down the road and we're not going to listen to Veggie Tales all the time. Mm-hmm. So, all right. I've had it. We're done. We're going to listen to Minecraft songs now for at least 30 minutes, you know, but but being able to switch up and then being able to put your music on and go, no, it's daddy's turn. Daddy's going to listen to his songs. And if you're enjoying it, especially if you're like me and you're singing to it, even if you do it horribly, um, it, it just increases their enjoyment of it. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what music my kids end up listening to when they're older, when they're out, out on their own, because maybe they listen to some of my stuff and how cool would that be yeah or maybe they teach me stuff and how cool would that
0: be exactly it's a nice give and take of it all so that's Mm -hmm. never well and you were talking about like just sort of the way parents you know communicate with each other and whatnot too and, and you know that whole give and take i was i saw where um one of the moms in our school which I actually do have a decent relationship with she was talking about just how <laughs> what was it like she mentioned that she saw where I think it was like on Twitter or somewhere there was these parents talking about how they don't have a good relationship with their kids to the point where like they can't you know talk with them about things and she's just like yeah. I I I just she's like they can't tell them things like, Hey, like go take a shower or can you take the, you know, take the garbage out or anything like that? Like there's like such a disconnect between the parent what? and the child. And she was like, you know, I get it when you're a teenager, like there's always this rub between parents and kids, but she's like, I really hope that like my kids and I don't get to that point. Like we have a really good connection and I just want to figure out how to stay. And I thought to myself, I'm like, yeah, like I, I get that. Like there are some parents and kids who just, for whatever reason, like it's just a budding of heads that are taking place. And I really think that a lot of it comes down to influence like outside of the home, that's really involved in it and not allowing mm-hmm. parents to maybe be able to parents. Maybe they don't, they fear they can't say something like, Oh, if I say this is going to upset it or they don't go about, you know, asking questions in the right way. Like it, like, you know, it's, it's not loving. It's just, they're just like, tell me why this is or whatever. Instead of like, Hey, I'm curious. Like, you know, you're like, Hey, like I want to, I want to understand the music that you're listening to. Like, Mm -hmm. let me hear it. Like, I'm not going to make fun of you or anything like that. Like I just want to hear it type of deal. And I think that sometimes parents, they miss that opportunity to just be like, I just want to be a part of your life and what you're doing type Mm -hmm. of thing you know and then to the air part of it is is like yes like as an adult there is a part where you're like i do want to laugh at what you're thinking but at the same time like i know that that's going to tear you down and so i can't Mm -hmm. do that like i just need to listen and then have a conversation and there are still unfortunately lots of toxic parents out there who are still dealing with trying to figure that out and need to come out of their proverbial shell and realize that Having a conversation and letting your kids, you know, express or say the things they need to and not getting immediately offended with it um, mm-hmm. is what's going to help grow your relationship. Yeah.
1: And realizing that your child is a person, right? It's such a hard thing, especially my generation previously, you know, we look at Gen X and boomers and it was like, though no, my child is my child. And they do what I tell them to do in the old kids should be seen and not heard. Mm. And that whole mindset, it it has changed for most people, but it needs to be completely eradicated because you have to look at like, I was telling Fabian and he's 17 now. So it's been about two years where I've told him, you're not an adult, but you're definitely not a child. And I'm not Mm going to look at you that way. And I'm going to give you responsibilities and I'm going to give you expectations, right? And I'm going to give you direction wherever I can, but there's more and more things that you have to make the decision. We went to the, like, go to the doctor and I said, you have to answer these questions. You Mm -hmm. have to say them loudly. You have to say them loud enough for the person to hear you. And you have to say them clearly, which means you have to listen to them. I'm not going to do it after this visit. I'm going to stand here and stare at you until you answer these questions. Because there's, what is your name? What is your right. date of birth? You know, who are you here to see? These are not things that I need to do for you anymore. And he he hated it. Uh, I mean, he really hated it, but it's what, okay. So you want to wait until I'm not here at all and you're on your own and you have to do this. And he said, oh, I don't think I would even do that. I just, I don't, I, and I'm like, exactly. yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. That's why we have to get you ready for this because you have to do these things as an adult. And again, it comes back to teaching your kid what they need to be a good person out in the world, but recognizing that they are their own person, that this person may not like my music, <laughs> you know, right. this person has their own opinions on what, I don't know what brand of potatoes. I don't know what anything it is. What, what food are we getting tonight? Or what are we waking for dinner? Or Coke how to we cut Pepsi. the grass, You know, yeah. Coke versus Pepsi. <laughs> you know, my, my, my son, is an atheist. And he very maturely came to me and said, dad, I'm, I'm not able to go to mass with you and enjoy it. I really don't like it. And I need to know what to do. And that was the, the, like the best conversation we had of that whole year with him looking at me as a fellow person and saying, these are the, these are the things that I need. This is my healthy boundary, right? Yeah. And me able to respond and not to be, no, no, you're going, or you're going every day. Oh no, we're mm-hmm. going to go twice now. And that whole mindset coming down to, and I read something this week that something that you really shouldn't do to your kids is to tell them, expect them to be grateful before for room and board, basically for a place to live and food and clothing. Well, I, I give you all this stuff. You should be grateful for that. no, That's your job as a parent. That's what you're required to do. And if your kid isn't grateful for it, your kid isn't grateful for it, right? It's an understanding of this person. Granted, if they're five, it's a lot easier to, to overlook it. But this person has their own thoughts and opinions, and they should be recognized, maybe not followed, you know, we should have ice cream for breakfast every day this week. No, sorry, buddy. We're not going to do that. Right. But the understanding that I see why you said it, I know where you're at, and I appreciate that, even though we're not going to do it, you know, either they're five or 15 or 25, whatever age it is, you shouldn't have ice cream for breakfast every day. Yeah, uh, this, all
0: the, yeah th- this all falls into the, yeah, this all falls into the realm of what my wife and I have always said, because we always get people are like, how is it that your kids like, yeah, you get them to do all these things or whatever. Like, well, one, like they are children. Yes. However, we are raising adults. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are children. However, we treat them with the respect and understanding that these are things that they are going to take with them into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And so you know just different things everything from talking baby talk we didn't do any of that with the kids to Mm -hmm. how we discuss topics now and talk about different things and it's like you know hey like you need to know how to do the laundry you need to know how to fold your clothes and and do these cleaning things not because i want you to do them it's because you yourself are going to need to do these things and have Mm -hmm. to do these things when you leave the house and have your own life and it's those kind of conversations, especially from the standpoint of like, you know what you were talking about, you know, like I don't, you know, you don't have to be able to say like, you should feel grateful that you have this house. It's like, you you should understand that. Like, these are things that mom, mom and I didn't want to do, don't want to do either, but we, we need to do them. We have to do them because mm-hmm. we're adults. And that's part of being an adult. And it's part of right. adulting. Um, adulting sucks. <laughs> but but it can, we all do sure. it, we all do it like there there's more good than bad that comes out of it and telling them
1: to pick up the other person's trash yeah or something like pick pick those socks up well, those aren't mine cool they're not mine either right but i have washed your clothes every day for the last since you were born nine years ago i've washed everything you've worn none of that's mine <laughs> And yeah. this isn't some, I'm a parent, I have to do this. We're a community. We're a family. We're all building this household, this family. We're helping this tree grow. And your part is going to be pick up your brother's stinky socks and put them in the hamper.
0: Yeah. I don't care if they're yours
1: or not.
0: Yep. You know, well, that's like I said. Uh, I went I went grocery shopping today and you know, Hezekiah and Ruby are both very capable of like, if I forgot something, I can send them to go get it in another aisle or whatever. And I was nice. like, hey, I'm going to grab these hot dogs. Would you go get some hot dog buns? And I didn't say who to go get them. I just said, would you go grab some hot dog buns? Which I figured they probably would both would go, um, which they did. And then Ruby came back and she had tears in her eyes. And I'm like, oh, here we go. This will be fun. What's mm-hmm. about to happen here? And I was like, hey, what? what's wrong and she's like well hezekiah said uh i i didn't really need to come with him and basically then said i didn't want you to come with me and then like so she came back and so we stood there waited the cart he came back and he's all like oh i got the hot dog buns and i'm like hey buddy thanks for getting me hot dog buns i'm like can you explain to me why it is that ruby is crying and we went Mm -hmm. through this whole topic of what was going on and i said now if she had said that to you. How would you feel? Well, I wouldn't feel very good about it. I was like, so you're completely negating the whole treat others as you would like to be treated metaphor, you know, like that whole lifestyle that we've taught. He's like, well, uh, and I was like, exactly. Like, you wouldn't want to be treated that way. You did this. I was like, you know, that doesn't make you feel good. It didn't make her feel good. Right. He's Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you think that that is the way to go about that next time? He's like, no. I'm like, all right like bank that (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like right and i was like and then i was like on top of that like they usually ask for like a kinder egg like when we're going through checkout i'm like also Uh just know i was Mm -hmm. like do not ask for any special anything because it is not going to be granted to you because of your attitude towards situation he's like oh okay Mm -hmm. so and then and then ruby being the smart cookie that she is, as the younger one was like at one point, she was like, Can I have a kinder egg? And I'm like, Nope. Unfortunately, because of the actions of your brother, I was like, We're not gonna do kinder eggs because like it's just not gonna help the situation at all. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, and she was like, Okay, like she was totally fine with it. And but it was just that was the conversation that happened, they were great. Mm-hmm other than that they yeah. they helped me with shopping it was awesome we were in and out of there you know within mm-hmm. a decent amount of time but i was just like bye golly kid like just
1: and i know you have told them this oh yeah you have established this is how we live <laughs> yes. i have told you this a hundred times and yet you get mm-hmm. out of my sight and immediately go Get away from me, little one. Mm -hmm. I don't
0: need you here and crush your sister. (laughs) He's a very sensitive kid, but then you get him where he's not around it. And he tries to be the mean kid. I'm like, you don't like it when people are mean to you. Why do you think it's okay to be mean to others? I'm like, that is not, not what we do here. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was, it was just like, all right. Always a teaching moment waiting to happen. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: And, and get a sign. So, you don't have to wear your voice out.
0: Right. No I kidding. have a
1: sign that says, Why is this wet? <laughs> Why? You just hand it to them or Why do you hold it up? I, just, I hold it up like Wiley e. Coyote. <laughs> Why is this wet? And they're like, well, I'm, 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 I'm. No, there's no, whatever reason that you got it wet, dry it.
0: Somebody you was know? bringing you coffee. Just, that, that's what i understand <laughs>
1: there is a trail of dried coffee drops all the way up into the kitchen i went oh, i heard you oh, talking I'm about gonna, that i'm gonna have to clean the entire staircase <laughs> why does i mean it like, smell like not a... just sweep it but clean it yeah right yeah why is it what's that smell what's that smell what is that smell yeah what does
0: it smell like a coffee shop in here <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i love it and he's developing the ability to come down the stairs without spilling coffee Mm -hmm. you have to you know you have to to make a few mistakes (laughs) before you figure it out it's it's exactly what should be happening
0: there are earthquakes in wisconsin and i just spill it It always happens when i'm bringing you the coffee
1: (laughs) (laughs) just (laughs) excuse me just happens
0: yeah getting my kids cold oh no oh no. no all right well, I think that's a good place to of stop course. anyway. So it's it's been uh it's been great catching yeah. up and, and everything. Yeah, we didn't and, even uh, talk
1: about half of it. We got so much to talk about that uh yeah, it's all for good next week. We'll get Holidays, into it. Holidays, festival of
0: lights. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. this next week. It's all good. We'll talk about more next week. But uh all right, man. yeah, we're we're doing we're doing well on this uh road to the uh, end of 2023. So mm-hmm. I think we're gonna we're Season gonna definitely four. hit a hundred and uh we're gonna definitely hit hundred and fifty episodes for uh for this you know year. So total for the time span so that's gonna be exciting
1: it's fantastic
0: yeah well hey thanks to everybody who's listening and we will talk to you all next week
1: Bye, everybody i'm a dad that's what i
0: do